0: just a brief word about this day. What what is this day? So this day is not the Annunciation. So the Annunciation is the gospel passage that we just heard. Uh, When the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and announces to her that she is going to bear Jesus in her womb. That's called the Annunciation. We don't celebrate that today. We celebrate that nine months before Christmas, which is March 25th. So if, if that was today, right, there'd be an incredibly short pregnancy or Really long one, depending on how it plays out. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's not today. Today is the Immaculate Conception. It's when Mary is conceived in her mother's womb. Um, so, big difference, right? So, okay, so this, before we talk about that, we've got to talk about something else. Okay, so the, the fall, uh, our first reading in Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve rebel against God. They're deceived by the serpent, they rebel against him, disobeying his one commandment that he gave to them. Uh, And then from there, they they shirk the blame, right? They keep passing it down the line. Um, This is called the fall, this is the original sin. So because of this, when they sin, they have on their souls, right? This is something that we believe all human beings have a soul that is invisible, uh, given to them by God. so then when they sin, on their soul is a stain called the stain of original sin, and this is a, a stain, a trait, that then is passed on to every human being that's ever born except for one, right? So, so all people now, just like when you were born, you inherited something from your parents, whether your, your hair color, your eyes, your facial structure, your body structure, whatever, um, you inherited something from your parents you also inherited something that's invisible, which is the stain of original sin. And because of this stain of original sin, you're born separated from God. The Bible says we're children of wrath, actually, because we're not in a place of salvation. Then what happens? Jesus comes along, he dies for us on the cross, he rises from the dead, and he invites us into his family, which happens when we're baptized. When we're baptized, we're saved by Jesus because the waters of baptism invisibly wash away the invisible stain of original sin. That is is our entrance into God's family and the beginning of our salvation. So, of course, we have to continue living in that place of salvation, but that's, that's the ordinary course of how God wipes away the stain of original sin. With Mary, what we believe is that God went ahead of time. He works outside of time. He's not limited in the same way that you and I are limited. So he can work outside of time. So he went ahead of time and he took the graces that came from Jesus' death and resurrection and he applied them to Mary before any of it even happened. Because he can do that. Because he's God. Why would he do that? Well because his son Jesus, the son of the living God, is coming to dwell inside of somebody. and. Knowing that, right, he wants to do what? He wants to prepare a worthy dwelling place for his son. If, if Mary had the stain of original sin on her soul, right, at this time there was no baptism, so there's no way that that stain could have been washed away. So that means that if Jesus was, was uh, conceived in the womb of Mary who had sin on her soul, he would have been surrounded by sin. Just... Not ideal, right? It's not fitting for, for God who humiliates himself to become a child. It's not fitting for him to be dwelling in a place that is entirely sinful. So what he does is he, he does something extraordinary. He goes beyond the ordinary course of events to prepare a worthy dwelling place for his son Jesus. And in preparing a worthy dwelling place for Jesus, at, at the moment of Mary's conception, she, she's prevented from having the stain put on her soul. She's prevent, it's called prevenient grace, God's grace that works beforehand. The best best example I've heard of this is this. Uh, Imagine there's like this really big hole and, and at the bottom is mud, right? So everyone who comes along, they're walking and they fall in the hole and they're stuck in the hole and they're filled with mud. Someone has to reach in and grab them and pull them out of the mud and wash them off. This is what Jesus does. The hole is the stain of original sin. And Jesus comes down and saves us from the hole. He picks us up and washes us off in baptism. With Mary, it's like he sees her coming and he says, whoa, wait, wait, there's a hole there, don't go in. Right, so he prevents her from inheriting the sin. He's still the savior, right? Mary is not God, she's not divine. She needed to be saved and she was saved by her son. It just happens to be that she was saved outside of the ordinary course of events. And this, this, I think, is something that, that like, what's the take-home point, right? What can can we do with this? Well, first, I think we can just simply marvel at God's power. That God is so powerful that that he's he's able and willing to do whatever he wants to do so that his son can have a, a worthy dwelling place when he comes to earth. But then second, we can reflect on our own lives, right? Because what happens? Well, we know that when we receive Holy Communion, Jesus enters into us. His body, blood, soul, and divinity mingle into our body, blood, and soul. And so if that's the case, what do we want to do? We want to do what God did, to prepare a worthy dwelling place for the Lord. Do you ever think about this? Before you come to Mass, and not just like before you come to Mass on Sundays or on Holy Days of Obligation, but during the week, do you think about, am I making my body a worthy dwelling place for the Lord? St. Paul, actually, in the first letter to the Corinthians, he talks about people who don't think about this, who actually come forward to receive the body and blood of Jesus in an unworthy manner. He says that those who do that bring judgment upon themselves. They eat and drink their own condemnation. So it's not just that we want to be inspired by God, and hopefully that leads us to consider whether we're receiving the Lord in a worthy state, but it's actually something that we need to do. We need to follow the Father's example, by by trying to be like Mary because we have received baptism. We have been washed from the stain of original sin even though we still rebel against the Lord. We have been washed in baptism. We have confession available to us. And in doing those things, we prepare a worthy dwelling place for the Lord uh, because he's worth it. He's worth every effort because it's such an incredible gift that God gives to us. And so we want to prepare ourselves for it.